This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty, ready? I'm so very ready. I drank two cold brews. Whoa. All right. We'll see if there's a difference. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Desperate mom of twins calls police when she can't tell them apart. Oh, well, <laughs> she needs to chill out. <laughs> All right. We'll double your pleasure and double your fun on this brand spanking new episode of Bananas. gals non-binary pals welcome back to another sweet episode of bananas i'm kerr brownoller i'm banana boy number two scotty landis thank you for listening to the silliest little podcast there ever was we're glad to have new listeners we're glad to have day one bananimals thanks for spreading the gospel uh we're gonna be in portland april 14th uh april 15th i'll be there april 14th, 15th. 15th bananas afternoon show baby 4 30 p.m April 15th, come on out. Um, Scotty, you want to just get right into it, pal? I'm ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. Our guest today mm-hmm. is a stand-up comedian oh, who's been on uh, Conan, maybe James oh, yeah. Corden, kind of oh, yeah. all of them, headlines around the country. You might have mm-hmm. seen her in the movies. A Bad Santa 2 or Too Late, her brand new Comedy Central special Gen Z is available Right now on YouTube, please welcome to the show Jenny Zagrino. Hello. All right. Hello. How are y'all doing? Huh? We're so good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to give Jenny a compliment right off the bat. I ran into her a little bit ago at a coffee shop nearby, and I had also run into another comedian going in. Saw Jenny coming out. And it was one of those things where, like, I was having one of those weeks where I'm like, should I move to Hawaii? Should I move to Berlin? <laughs> should I move to Tokyo? And then I saw Jenny. I was like, this is why I like L.A. I run into funny people that I really like. So you you made my afternoon, Jenny. I was like, you oh, know, this is nice. Did I convince you to stay in Los Angeles? I'm you, so sorry. You did. <laughs> so sorry. That's what I did. You convinced me to stay here. I buried myself in credit card debt. There's no chance of moving anywhere else ever. Again. No, but it's nope. great. And then I was like, we got to get her on bananas. Oh yeah, I was so I was so happy. Wait, for, so I saw you. I was like, is that him? I don't know if it is because it had been so long. And I was like, I'm yeah. gonna be the person that just shouts a name into the ether and then everyone looks at me but it it was you so it was perfect mm-hmm. and you came up and was like jenny and i was like oh my god 
Hi, <laughs> Scotty. So good to see you again. I, did, I knew it was you, but I didn't know it was you. Oh, my gosh. I look like every fourth white guy that's ever been born. So it works both ways. People think it's me when it's not me. And then people are like, I don't think. I don't think that's I'm it. I'm pretty sure I saw uh what's his name today? Um ah shit. What's his he's like the so famous. He's in all the movies. Uh Denzel Washington. Dude. No, no. Brendan Gleason. Uh, Jew. <laughs> so that's gonna narrow it down. Okay. Jew, Denzel Wasserman? Big guy has was in all the Jed Apatow movies. Not Seth, Seth Rogen. <laughs> Jason Siegel. <laughs> oh, oh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Boom, boom, okay. boom, 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 boom. I thought I saw. Jonah Hill today in a car dressed as an Orthodox Jew or a Blues Brother, one of those two, <laughs> <laughs> at the Starbucks driving away. <laughs> yeah. It definitely was one of those two. I was like, uh, if that's him, but. That is what his new style, I think. <laughs> a blues Brother Jew? Surfing, surfing Blues Sur- Brother Jew, I <laughs> yes. think, is Jonah Hill's new style. <laughs> that's cool. I think I would want that style. That's a good one. It's specific. Yeah. <laughs> it's alienating. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, welcome to the pod. It's just a Strange News podcast where we yeah. will tell you real things that our real fans send in to us from all over the place. I love weird news. You want to hear about this one then? Yeah. Yes. This was sent in by Melissa Delishny. Oh, what a good name. That's Great a name. good name. It's not, spelled, it's not spelled delish. And so maybe it's Dolishny. Mm. Or it's Melissa Dolish and she lives in New York. But I'm going to mm. go with <laughs> Melissa Delishny. Mm. Uh, this was on the Today website from the okay. Today Show classic. I've heard of it. Written mm-hmm. by Elise Soleil. Okay. Ooh. A Thank very you. smooth name. Ooh. Elise Soleil. Ooh. Best in the biz. When the mother of newborn twins could not tell her babies apart, she turned to the police for help. Quote, tomorrow I have to go to the police to have my twins fingerprinted so they can tell me which is which. Sofia Why? Rodriguez, 25, of Cordoba, Argentina, recently tweeted in Spanish. Quote, I won Mother of the Year Award. The mother tweeted photo. Now this sounds, so the I, this is one of those where the headline sounds insane and then I think this is incredibly reasonable. Uh, I, you know what? I agree. I, I yeah. think... Also, too, probably having pregnant lady brain. Yes. Yeah. I've never been pregnant, but here it's a nightmare. But it's, of course, of course, yeah. of course, she's like, I don't know what these are. Newborn <laughs> baby brain is like 10 times worse than pe- pregnant ba- brain because it's like you're also not sleeping. So it's like all yeah. the things and then you're scared all the time as well. <laughs> and double it. And double it with <laughs> twins. Oh, my mm. God. So they're waking each other up. One's crying, waking the other one. Oh, my God. So the mother yeah. tweeted photos of her two-month-old twins, Va- Valentin and Lorenzo, explaining that the boys look slightly different in photos. However, in person, they are the same, that they look exactly the same. I don't know what yeah. she's saying. <laughs> yeah, relax. Um, she, she really was like, she's like, people are going to come for me. So I got to be like, yeah, sure, maybe they look a little different in photos. But okay. Uh, quote, I never thought I would get them confused. Valentin always wore a blue ribbon. But when I realized that it was too small for him, I decided to cut it off. Rodriguez tells today.com the babies were recently sick and when Rodriguez changed one of her son's onesies confusion hit it was crazy she says Rodriguez says that on March 2nd she asked the police to have her baby's fingerprinted however the prints did not look very defined according to the mom on March 15th Argentina's National Registry of Persons will will identify the boys through their fingerprints Um, 
Oh, man. I mean, I guess it's just because she loves them so much she wants to tell them apart. But to me, it's like if you mixed them up at that age, they don't know. Yeah. You don't know. It's all fine. Let them grow into it. Yeah. Let them grow into those names. I'm they sure were- at six months, one's going to clearly be a Valentino. I agree. There's a Lorenzo in there. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Valentino? I forgot what their names are say, already. <laughs> I'm a thing. bad mom. I want to think both of these opinions are fucking apeshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is like it's your grow. child. You want to be able to be like that one does this and this. Like you also have to like learn like their strategies for like fucking with you. Be like that one always does this, mm. so I'm going to do this with that one, and this one always does this, so I'm going to do this with that one. Like you yeah. have to identify like to just be like the here's two babies. We got no <laughs> idea. Ba- <laughs> would you like to hold the baby one? <laughs> That's yeah, fine. Look, I you gotta identify them by something. There maybe one of them has a weird mole. You call it the mole baby. Yeah, call them weird mole. <laughs> call it weird mole. One's got a widow's peak. You call it one Dracula. Yeah. You know, like you figure out in your own way which the babies I are. I agree with you. If they look exactly the same, also Kurt, if they have different behavior, then she just needed to wait a second before she called the cops. Then she just needed yeah. to like go like, oh, this one gets fussy after this, so that's clearly Lorenzo. I don't know. I feel like I feel like if I had twins, I, I just have regular. I have regular kids, but not twins. If I had twins, I would be like, th- this would be very important to be like this one. I named this earlier, and this was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what would you do? Draw on them in a non-toxic marker, just like every day. I mean, she did a have a ribbon mark. around it, and then it got too small. It grew into the ribbon. Yeah, <laughs> like it's. Its skin could have grown around the ribbon, okay? There is that time right after the hospital where you're like, especially with your first, it's like, oh, well, this is what, like when they're the littlest, littlest baby and they're like so fragile and and it's like scary all the time. You're like, well, this is what it's going to be like for the rest of their lives. It's just going to (laughs) be terror and horror every day, you know? And you don't have this concept that like, no, babies just change like a day by day, like hour by hour and they change quickly. So I remember stuff like that where it was like, I I remember I drove, we we were swaddling Olive in a, in a towel from the hospital because that's how she was brought home. Great. And so those we striped had all, ones? Yes, those striped ones, right? Oh, I love those. And then we Thank had you. all these other swaddles, but they were for like a regular size baby, not like a little teeny tiny baby. And so the regular swaddles, we just couldn't get a good swaddle on. And if you can't get a good swaddle on, they won't sleep because they have to mm. be like locked down. So they're like, I'm back in the womb. And then they pass out. <laughs> um, and so I literally drove back to the hospital and like and like panicked. Lauren was like, "You go," and I was like, "I'm going, I'm going." And like drove back forty five <laughs> minutes to Cedar Sinai, went to the delivery and labor floor where you're not allowed without a baby, and so I had to wait because like the doors don't open for you. You have to be let in. I had to wait for like someone to come out with a baby, and then I like ran in, and they're like, "Sir, you can't be here." And I was like, right over. I was like, "I just need one of those oh towels." God. They're like, "You can't have a towel," and I was like. They're, they're like, you got to buy your own swaddles. We don't just give towels so you can swaddle your baby. I was like, you don't understand. The swaddles we have at home, they don't fit the baby. And these are the only things that fit the baby. Oh you got to give God. it to me. And then they're like, all right, all right. And they like handed me one. Right. <laughs> and then I like went just... home. And then one day later, she stopped fitting into the towel. <laughs> <laughs> now double. That is, that is crazy newborn parent behavior. Yes. So I totally understand this woman just being like, she put a baby down. Probably was like, oh no. 
I can't. Uh oh, I switched them. Someone put this baby somewhere, or like uh, <laughs> like the classic. Someone pooped in my pants. Oh no! Someone switched my baby. Who came in the middle of the night and pooped in my pants? Yeah. Oh, someone so pooped cool. in my baby's pants. Oh no! Look at this. Uh, I have a weird, vivid memory of being in like church uh, before we grew up Catholic, and my sister and I sitting in a pew. Uh, and it was like the Christmas Eve church and they did like a nativity scene and a little weird kid in front of us turned to the mother, uh, his mom, and was like, mother, why did they put swaddling clothes on the babe? And my sister <laughs> and I just started laughing harder than we've ever laughed. And when you're in church, it's always you're, that tension. You're on that knife's edge anyways because you're like, yeah. be good. God's watching. Be good. Mother, why did they wa- wrap swaddling clothes on the babe? And you're like, who is that person as an adult? What serial killer did he become? You know he wears a bow tie. For, yeah, ties yeah, his own 100%. bow tie at weddings and mentions it yeah. to you all the time. He always sees a, he sees a child and he's like, that is a nice babe you have. Good evening. Ah, tis a newborn babe. Hmm. Was it born upon the sunset or the sunrise? Oof. Weird little kid. Total weird little kid. That's my type. That's my type. Yeah. Honored <laughs> issue. It's the guy that ties his own bow tie at the wedding. Switch bow ties like... and only speaks in a, you know, um, a 19th century vernacular, which <laughs> I think is actually a guy on the Antiques Roadshow currently. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good. 100%. Yeah. That's if you guys watch the Antiques Roadshow, he does all of like the old classic movie posters and he wears, man- he, he looks like, um, uh, Oh my god! Uh, like a Paul F. Tompkins, but <laughs> works for the Antiques Roadshow. I'm telling you, Google this guy. All right, okay? can't wait. I'm in. Matching corduroy suits, or not corduroy, but like a um, plaid suits, a little bow tie, a little handlebar must. It's great. That's what you want on the road. Yeah, that's all I want. I love Antiques Roadshow. Me too. I, I wish that there was a streamer that was 99 cents a month that was every single episode without commercials. Also, why haven't that? There should be a channel. They're one. free on YouTube. You can watch them because True. I do. Really? Because they don't I just air them the anymore. Hour-long ones. Right? Or they no, do still the, air them. It still airs. Oh man! It's got. It, it'll never end. I used to intern at the Antiques Roadshow. What? Really? Yeah, when I went to college, uh, my I went to film school in Massachusetts, and my uh, intern uh, for the whatever senior year was Antiques Roadshow, and it was first of all the cousin of uh, David Cronenberg was the editor. Really? What? That's was a, edited by a Antique the Roadshow. Dullest editing on television. <laughs> the most terrified director. <laughs> um, he was very nice. And then we would just, I just did like, I just put files in different files. And I would have watched all the outtakes. At one point, I do remember, because for a long time, the host was Mark Wahlberg, but not Mark Wahlberg. It was a different Mark Wahlberg. A guy Wahlberg. named Mark Wahlberg. His a guy name. named Mark Wahlberg. Oh, my God. There's so many in Boston. Wow. That's where it was located. You just throw a stone. You hit at least four Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is so good. I wrote a movie and then a pilot like 10, 15 years ago. Kurt read it, actually. It was called Hidden Treasures and it was about mm-hmm. the Antique Roadshow. I didn't. But the fact that you were an intern, we should talk about that as a show because I still think that there's something I currently have a movie about antiques that I'm working on. Let's talk about it. Let's get together and drink coffee and talk about it. But that's so, because they always want to know what's your connection to it. And you're like, I was an intern. 
Isn't it? So there is this one thing that I love to talk about because it weirds me out so much is they had a wall of all the weird stuff people would send them pictures of, of like people just being bonker nuts, nuts town of like, here's a spoon, (laughs) please appraise it. There was one guy, he had a blonde bowl cut Mm -hmm. and he every year would send glamour shots of him and his antique mannequin that they dressed in matching track suits. What? Yeah. It was like, remember like the high school, like background of like, uh, you would have like the stars and like blue mm-hmm. weight, whatever. Yeah. It would be that background, him with the mannequin in a wheelchair wearing matching tracksuits. Like every year he would send in a photo and be like, will you please appraise my mannequin? Still crazy over here. Still nuts. <laughs> still total kook. 12 years running. We're different. still a kook. It would be different photos. But still, always asking you to appraise the mannequin. So, yeah, to like to be like, this is my vintage 1950s mannequin. It's going on the show, Cherie, oh, no. and, and she's in the wheelchair with him. She's in the wheelchair. Yeah, we're just gonna stand next to him. And that's what you want to bring to public television. And that's what you want to bring to a convention hall full of old ladies with stamp collections. Just a psychotic bowl cut man with a antique mannequin in a wheelchair just yeah. letting everybody know that all their nightmares are real yep he wow. shows up going in the pilot <laughs> kurt's in this too kurt would be a great antiques roadshow guy i think oh my god you'd be, be such a good appraiser mm-hmm. i think that it's that he had twins right before the new season started so he's a dad appraiser with twins <laughs> Losing his marbles the entire and he first season. He keeps appraising season. the babies. Yes, <laughs> I'd give this one for thirteen thousand. This one for thirteen thousand and one. That's so good. I love that. Give me another Intern. one, Scotty. Sure. Here's one, and since you are both touring comics, I think I picked this one for people who fly a lot. Mm. Okay. This was sent in by Tess Gill. Hey Tess. Hey Tess. Great teacher. Great gal. Um, he ate ribs. On, in a middle seat on a plane, an online outrage ensued. This okay. was in the Washington Post, written by Natalie B. Compton. Got to hope that B stands for barbecue. Probably doesn't. Um, <laughs> every day, tiny crimes against humanity are committed on airplanes. There's the in-flight really? nail clipping. There's strangers yeah. bare feet on your armrest. Keep your shoes on or the your socks on, guys. Be an crazy. adult. Don't put your feet on other people's armrests. you never seen the internet? Keep your shoes yeah. on. on a Grow plane. up. Act like you've been somewhere. The rest uh, and whatever's going on here on Ryanair flight, there's a link. Doesn't matter. No, oh, it's um, Ryanair. That yeah. makes sense. Okay. <laughs> and then there are things people bring onto planes to eat, which is a touchy subject, as one person's delicacy can be another's nightmare fuel. We get people DM us nightmare fuel a lot. Okay, no, that's a new term. To or, but it also sounds like it's. Regular fuel because you got to fuel your body in the air. Mm. There it is. Thank you. That's right. It's about yeah. nutrition. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's about nutrition, y'all. Uh, one such controversy unfolded this week. Quote No chance uh, is the guy next to me eating a full rack of ribs plus sides on this plane, Lana Tolan tweeted on February 20th. A full with rack. A, fo- a full <laughs> rack. Oh, and we'll post the photos. This guy yeah. went all in. Uh, whole hog in from a photo from her middle seat neighbor precariously bouncing a takeout box on his lap on a flight departing from Glasgow International Airport. Tolan declined an interview with the Washington Post. 
According to Internet Detectives, the takeout in question was from Glasgow Airport's Frankie and Benny's, a United Kingdom-based, family-friendly American-Italian restaurant. American-Italian? <laughs> Wait, he's eating ribs from an American-Italian restaurant in Glasgow. You know these are bad ribs. These are terrible. These are terrible. I edited out so many of the, but there's so many chefs, American barbecue chefs, that are like, yeah, these are bad. Like, you should not be eating. Those are boiled. They ended up being boiled ribs as well. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Boiled ribs? Oh. Also, it's at a, it's at a, a, an airport. I mean, I guess you could smoke ribs somewhere else and bring them to an airport, but I don't think places <laughs> do that. I mean, maybe they do it in Texas. Not in Glasgow. They're not going to smoke <laughs> ribs in their airport. <laughs> and again, it's called Frankie and Benny's. This is in the Glasgow airport. It's a United Kingdom. It's a British-based uh, family-friendly American-Italian restaurant that is, quote, the home of spaghetti, meatballs, pizza, and birthday parties. <laughs> this is where you got ribs. Wow. It's just good spaghetti you know, and meatballs. So he went to Shakey's. He Italian. went to Shakey's and got ribs at Shakey's and then got on a plane. <laughs> Probably an international flight, too, is what I'm thinking. Oh, my God. Toland's neighbor, so the, the middle seat passenger, appears to have ordered their smoky ultimate barbecue <laughs> ribs <laughs> <laughs> with a side of skin on fries. That's, fries are reasonable for a plane, of except course. everybody's going to want to eat yeah. them. Uh, called skin on chips. Yes, let's be, let's chips. be uh, yeah. sensitive to the ethnicity <laughs> of these people. And an ear of slathered corn in mayo and Italian cheese, which I'm guessing is Parmesan <laughs> cheese to Americans. Oh, my God. So that's like a version of a Mexican uh, way of eating the, uh, Yeah, the street corn. corn. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, it's so good. The aloe. And then instead, they're just going to do it Italian style. <laughs> just without those little corn holders, just with your bare hands, middle yeah. seat of a plane, just hogging oh out. Oh, my God. Some online celebrated this traveler's order, calling him a king, a genius, and a, a hero. <laughs> <laughs> Others responded. Other responders were horrified or at least confused by this spread. Quote, I don't even like using my laptop on a plane in the middle seat, one person wrote. Dude, the amount of chewing and lip smacking I would have had to have here would make me open the emergency doors and send everyone flying out of the plane. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, let's see. Not to yuck anyone's yums, but there are unspoken rules to eating on a plane to preserve what little and order and dignity we have flying an economy. Uh, for the sake of your fellow travelers, in-flight food should not be too fragrant, not too messy, and be consumed in a timely fashion. Ribs take... <laughs> this is so good. This is why... Natalie Barbecue Compton is clearly the best in the biz. Okay. She explains what ribs take to eat. Gnawing, ripping, and savoring. Not to mention a forest's worth of paper products for cleanup. Sounds like my Tuesday night. Thank you. Hello. The ripping and the tearing. As long as the savoring's in there, that's all we care about. Um, Mike D. Dola Santos from Durham, North Carolina, who owns an award-winning line of barbecue sauces and dry rubs, wasn't too concerned with the membrane issue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that bad makes it worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His issue is that the ribs look boiled and then finished in an oven or just oven cooked entirely. There's a lack of seasoning, Mike D says. Looks like they were sauced simply to add flavor and they are over-sauced. 
right. You know what? Start... Yeah. It seems yeah, like this is the... These ribs really have become a Rorschach test for what people give a shit about <laughs> online. Some really people true? are upset about ripping and tearing. Some people are upset about they're not cooked well. Others are very excited that this man's a king for yeah. forcing other people to watch him eat this. Yes. I just... I feel like if you're paying 10 pounds to, for a flight... All of the, yes. you know, uh, oh, we you, you have to eat this and uh-huh. that. No, fuck that. You pay 10 pounds to be here. You know what you signed up for. Yeah. You sign up for a, you know, a ribs. crate of nightmares. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's lucky it wasn't like three ribs sticked together that went over everyone's lap. Do you know what I mean? Like three full racks just <laughs> stitched together. Everyone had to have it on their pants, but he ate them because it's Ryanair. Yeah. That is less, that is below, that's under spirit. That's un- oh, yeah. that's under any American airline we have, Ryanair. Yeah. yeah. Remarkable it ever leaves the ground. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a it's a modern miracle. I'll wrap it up with this one cuz this guy, this random Twitter person summed it up really well. Twitter had critiques of the quality of the ribs. Like one person who identifies as quote very much a rib guy but couldn't condone ribs in Tolan's situation, quote, can't imagine a worse place to eat ribs than a middle seat on a plane. You need space when you eat ribs. You got to spread those wings and fly. <laughs> this guy's the best. I mean, it's true. You got to you got to really get in to get the full yeah. from the full, you know. Otherwise, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. It is. There was I, a line at the Costco, the Brooklyn Costco, that one that they said they were like Red Hook, but it was really like Sunset Park. And it, I oh, think I remember it, that. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. And I was like, what is this line for? And the guy was like, I don't know. So just people waiting in line for a sample. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like the most Brooklyn thing. And I bet it was so, like kosher beef ribs. So it was they were barbecue like, sauce. Ah. It was yeah. literally for samples of barbecue sauce. A line like 45 people long. And yeah, what is this line for? I don't know. So I just walked up and looked and a woman was just squirting dabs of barbecue sauce onto little spoons and just handing it to people. And I was like, <laughs> this, this is what we've become. We are truly rats. <laughs> The best. What's the craziest shit you've seen on a plane flying around, Jenny? Anybody anybody um, screaming? Anybody smooching? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I usually am like, my plane is, um, I'm going to sleep. Don't yes. talk to me. Don't mm-hmm. look at me. Yes. I'm going to work. Like, that's that's my plane. Also, um, I fly Delta. Okay. You're Delta dog. I love Delta. A little medallion member. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> you had a good year. I, I walked on a Delta flight once, and Aubrey Plaza was the first person I made direct eye contact with, nice. and she had a hooded sweatshirt on backwards, and as soon as I saw her, and as soon as she looked at me, she pulled the hood over her face. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. Yeah, I've, backwards hoodie, pro that. move. For some reason, oh, yeah. on a plane, it does make a lot of sense to put your hoodie on backwards because it's so much easier to take on and off because the temperature, for some reason, we can fly through the air, but we can't figure out how to keep it at 70 degrees. Yeah. It's no. either 95 or 43, <laughs> and that's it. That's how the whole flight's going to yeah. be like that, folks. So well, Your feet are going to be at 43 yes. near the window, and your head's going to be <laughs> boiling hot. I miss the masks on planes because Me I could because I I'm a I'm a drooler. Okay, if I'm up, I'm drooling. Yeah, yeah. baby. And those masks were perfect. They just kept everything <laughs> perfectly <laughs> right. in. I still Don't wear a mask weird. on the plane. Don't I still wear weird. one. 
I don't care at all. I mean, I still wear it every time for that, for many reasons. It's also so I just don't touch my face all the time. Like, if you're wearing a mask and then, you know, you're just sitting there and you're like hands on your face or whatever, I just wear it. I don't care what anybody says. I haven't gotten COVID yet and I'm still, and I haven't gotten sick. But I, yeah, I just, uh, I like it for that. It's like privacy or something. I remember running. I have I uh the the ribs guy. I do. Uh, I both fault him and have uh, empathy for him sure. because ru- I have so many times where it's like my connection is forty five minutes and I'm in Chicago mm-hmm. O'Hare Detroit. like trying to make right. some stupid connection to some small crappy town where I'm doing a bad show and I like need to get food <laughs> and I, I remember once where I was just shoving. Like I had 45 minutes to do and I had gotten a Fuddruckers burger and then I was standing over a trash can just like shoving the Fuddruckers burger (laughs) into my mouth. (laughs) And then as I'm doing that, as I finish the last bite and like people are like, dial it back, friend. Mm -hmm. Like then my phone's like, bloop. And it's just like, oh, your flight is delayed eight hours. (laughs) Oh my God. No! I could have had a leisure. I could have had eight leisurely meals. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the What's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you guys on a plane? I've talked about one of mine that that I, in the middle of a night over. Uh, it was a night flight. I was up reading. All the cabin was dark, and suddenly somebody started screaming. Like a grown man started screaming very loudly, and the flight attendant ran down the aisle, and I turned back around and. The man had woken up, and she's like, sir, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's like, yes. She's like, I think you had a nightmare. And he's like, yes. And she says, do you want a banana? And he goes, yes. <laughs> and then she brought him a banana, and he just calmly ate a banana. <laughs> that was the one that, because I was one of the only people awake, then he woke everybody up, so we all thought we were going to be attacked or something. Whoa. And yeah, they just brought him a banana, and he calmly ate a banana. He was having a nightmare, and they gave a grown man a banana. I always yeah. wonder about that. Uh, like, but because you know, you know, there's that's like I don't know if it's ever stuck in your mind, but the Christmas story, like the Christmas Carol, um, the story of like you know when Ebenezer Scrooge first sees the first ghost, and for some reason as a child this always stuck. He's like he says something like you must be a bit of cheese or some mustard I had before bed. <laughs> yeah. He says that right. <laughs> and I always it always stuck in my head as a child. Like can a some mustard or a a piece of cheese give you a nightmare? Like I always uh, thought. Yes. And I ate, I, for some reason, the other night I was a little drunk, just made myself a full turkey sandwich with a ton of cheese moments before going to sleep. And I had just nightmares from the moment I closed my eyes until the moment I woke up. And you know when you wake up from a nightmare, you're like, oh, whew, that was a nightmare. Thank All right, God. let's go back to bed and let's not have a nightmare. Like, let's just think about something else. And yes. then you're like, you're right back in it. Yes. <laughs> over and over and again. So I was like, yeah, I'm never going to eat a bunch of Munster cheese right before bed. Cheese, the cheese nightmares are very real. Yeah. They're a very real thing. Cheese nightmares should be the name of the episode. <laughs> Cheese Nightmares is a great title for this episode. I also once saw, this is a, that strange, but I just had never seen it before or since. Um, I was on a flight. I was flying to Atlanta, and these two people sat next to me, or in front of me, and they were, the perfect way to picture them is pharmaceutical sales reps. They were like late wow. 20s, yep. tennis playing, 
Tan. Pharmaceuticals say it. Tan. Vest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, checkered shirt. Get it. Mm-hmm. And within, I don't know, maybe a four-hour flight, they chatted, they talked, and then they went to the bathroom and had sex. Whoa. And oh, everybody nice. in my row and the row across from them totally was clocking it like it went from like hey how are you nice to meet you then like leaning in then like a first round like a wine and a cocktail then one more and then they're like touching each other a little bit and flirting and then one more and then she went up and got to the went to the bathroom and i was like this i can't believe this is happening and then he got up and walked and went in the same bathroom locked the door and then like all of us i like i wanted to give him a round of applause i was like you guys did the impossible the impossible I only saw that once, but it was like two hours. And then when I, you know, who knows what they did when they got off. But yeah, I saw two well, people we know like what they me. Did when they got off. Never spoke again. Never spoke again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it has to be. I've had I've had that happen in hotel rooms when I've been on the road where Tinder meetup, very minimal talking, get it done. Okay, bye. Thanks. Fun. Yeah. Good night. Beautiful. Good for you. Sounds beautiful. It's great. If those, but those are like pre-pandemic days. Now it's like, yeah, I'm older. I'm more tired. Who cares? Have fun. Yeah, last I'm night older, I had a I'm guy tired. that was like, "Do you want me to come over for a quickie?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> it's eight thirty, honey. <laughs> no, I'm lighting candles and I'm doing my tarot cards. I don't want your dumb dick. <laughs> I'm watching CB strike. I'm sitting here. I already washed my face and brushed my teeth. Sorry, no. Yeah. <laughs> Tease us, Curdy B, into a commercial go. break. Filipino student who went viral for his name, Drink Water, becomes Gatorade <laughs> Ambassador. <laughs> what? All right. Let's You'll quench find our out thirst. More later. Bananas. Folks, we are back. Uh, Scotty, you got any shout-outs, pal? I've got some shout-outs. Got a lot of shout-outs. Scott Uford, or Uford, wants to shout-out his sister for getting into Carnegie Mellon's Master of Entertainment Industry Management Program. You are a so master. You are a master of entertainment industry management, so maybe a, a manager, an agent, or producer. Congrats. Good luck. It's a weird business. <laughs> But congratulations. Welcome to this cheese nightmare that is the entertainment Yes, <laughs> that's right. It is unpredictable and people will call you crying. Good luck. <laughs> Sonia Bazaar or Bazaar wants to shout out her husband, Devin Levine, who also, oh, uh, she just wants to shout him out. And she wants to shout herself out for getting her driver's license at age 32. After 16 years of trying, she finally nailed it. So congratulations, Sonia. And what's up, Devin? Uh, and we'll do, let's see. Da, 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 da. This I, one's I, I think if after 16 years, the government should be like, you can't. Yeah. You can't have one. Yeah, free <laughs> bike. You failed for 16 years. Free moped. Don't get one. Yeah. <laughs> free moped. Free moped. It's electric. <laughs> yes. Your effort could be driving a car. Um, yeah. Morgan Stock is shouting out her husband. They bought a home. They are homeowners. Morgan had a lot of home instability growing up, so this is a massive deal for her. We're proud of you both. 
Kurt, any weird advice for home ownership first time? Anything Ooh. to look out for? Anything to avoid? Just know that within the first five years of you owning a home, you will have to replace every single appliance <laughs> you own. You'll just have to. They're all set to just break after five years. Yep. Every yep. single one. And so yep. just save money for that five-year mark because it destroyed us last year. Where there we just had is. to like replace like four like five thousand to ten thousand dollar things and we're just like what's what's happening why why are we about to be homeless by just putting all of our money into the home it was crazy there you go man. that's so that right do it. don't run forever rent everybody. forever what are you doing Rent yep. forever. Uh, I mean, with you. you know, at this point, you're renting from the bank anyways. They don't fix shit. Oh, and hello. nobody's talking hello. about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hot takes. Jenny, Jenny Zagrino is our guest, of course, and you can watch her brand new Comedy Central special, Gen Z, right now on YouTube. It is so funny, Jenny. It's so funny. Thank you. I, was just- I, I feel really good about it. I also am happy that it, you know, when, you, when you're like, it's done and I can move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. That's so now we're working on the new hour, which haven't thought of the theme of it yet, but I'm doing a lot of jokes about subs and doms and having babies. All That's right. fun. That sounds yeah. great. Our audience. Yeah, will I'm love none that. of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I re- I was listening one that like got me laughing. Um, where I had to stop what I was doing was um <laughs> the idea that during the pandemic we like it was all about like workout regimens were always constantly being recommended to to us. Oh my god! And yeah. Then you're like something about the plague, and then oh no, I lost. <laughs> you do the joke, you know, with the, with the six pack, the six pack joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just like I, I was getting a lot of like a you know, I think it was it was very interesting that we were all inside, mm-hmm. and all people could still think about was like, am I going to be thin enough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, people are dying, but uh, as long as you don't be fat, don't be fat. <laughs> oh, your dad died? So sorry, don't be fat. And then I was like, I'm sure that they did this during the plague, where they were like, oh no, Joffrey lost his entire family. <laughs> but did you see how many burpees he could do? Oh, oh. He's a six-pack, one for every family member he's lost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's right. God, that's yeah, so good. Just, just so don't good. be fat. That's that's our, our whole life. It's just like, hey, uh, everything will crumble around you. But if you're cute and thin, then it's okay. You're doing great. You're doing, you're doing great. great. You got long cocoa, but you're doing great because you're skinny. Jenny's the only person. Yes. Jenny's the only person who we ever asked to have on House Party twice. We asked her to wow. be on the New Orleans season, but you did, I think, last comic standing, right? No. You didn't do that? Well, my agents never told me you wanted me to be on there twice. We asked twice, and they said she's doing... But you did do Last Comic Standing, right? No, I very briefly... I'll kill me. Well, they're not my agents anymore. Good. Fuck them. They suck. um, New Orleans have been so fun. No, I was going to do America's Got Talent. I see. And I did it. Like, I did the, the... In front of everybody. And I remember... I was so like Heidi Klum, you know, the fucking queen of comedy over here. Yeah, funniest woman. Didn't alive. like my set. She said it wasn't edgy enough, and you know, for ABC clean comedy, it wasn't edgy enough. I did an incest for joke. Heidi. Yeah, not edgy enough for her. Yeah, she and, dresses uh, like and worms. Then, 
so I got all, I passed eventually, so I got all the stars, and then I was like, I don't want to do this, and they, then they were like threatening me. Oh. They were like, well, if you don't do it, we're still going to air everything, and we're just going to air it how we want to air it. And we're going to burn all your stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And also, they, they do that anyway. They air it the way yeah. they want to air it anyway. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, so... Oh man, I totally would have come and done. Uh, well, you came to Hawaii. Uh, that's probably that better. Fun. Yeah, it was way better. Yeah, everybody yeah. was pissed. Season one was Los Angeles. Season two, New Orleans. Season three, Hawaii. And all the season one people were like, "Hawaii, dude, fuck you." <laughs> and I'm like, "Sorry." I mean, New Orleans is New Orleans is pretty. Fun it was too. pretty fun. Yeah, Kurt did New Orleans season, and it was great. It was so fun. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for doing it. But yeah, it was funny. You were the only person where you're like, definitely her. And then your team was like, she's not available. She's doing, I guess it was America's Got Talent. And we were like, oh. And then the next year came around, we're like, definitely her. And they're like, she'd love to do it. And we're like, oh, okay. Well, that was easy. I wish that would have happened. You know what? I fired them all or they left me. So <laughs> Screw them. They can go back to Carnegie Mellon School of Entertainment Management and get their grad <laughs> degree and learn how to manage Thank great you. talent. Gen yeah, Z on YouTube. Losers. Watch it, Bananimals. Here is uh, this article. Filipino student who went viral for his name, Drink Water, becomes Gatorade ambassador. This oh, is awesome. sent in by Joni Sunshine. Thank you, Ooh, Joni. Thanks, Joni. This appeared in Next Shark. We've, we've had a couple from Next Shark. We have. Strangely, we have. That's real. Um, this is uh, written by Michelle da Pacina. Thank Oof. you, Michelle. Ooh, she's that's really a good. good. One. I think she's that's better than me. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Da Pacina yeah. Delishni? That sounds like a really fancy restaurant. Mm. <laughs> Best in the deli. biz. Best in the biz. Uh, a Filipino university student who went viral for his unique first name has become an ambassador for the sports drink company Gatorade. Drink Water V. Rivera previously made headlines in the Great Philippines name. after his college classmate uploaded a photo of his identification card on social media in January. Quote, best Filipino... Best Filipino name in existence, his classmates classmates said. Uh, Following his social media fame, Rivera was hired to endorse Gatorade's No Sugar Drink in a commercial. Rivera, who studied communication at Far Eastern University of Manila, expressed love for his name and explained that his mother could not breathe while giving birth to him without drinking water. Today, he uses his Mm -hmm. name as a way to remind everyone of the importance of staying hydrated. True. (laughs) According to Mashable, <laughs> I'm loving my name because as we were told by advertising class, this is my branding. One of the key oh factors God. of good advertising oh is good branding and its impact. We lost Jenny. We lost <laughs> I think Jenny. it resonates with my name as people are amazed by my name. In the, in the, in the Gatorade commercials, uh, viewers are introduced to Rivera's story through a witty mockumentary. The video follows him around. Um, and he, you know, he says in the commercial, my mom craved water a lot when she was pregnant with me. That's why she named me Drink Water. That's my real name. Ever since, hydration is my name. identity. That's why day and night, year after year, I've always been content with just water. And then here's the kicker, guys. It, oh, that commercial ends with, I may be drink water, but when it's time to exercise, I drink Gatorade, no sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so subtle. So well written. So well written, says the commercial. <laughs> I read I think that. I mean, Matt was the. That's my like. Oh, that's my brand. And then I was like, we are just. Yeah. Bought and sold. We are. <laughs> well, at yeah. least at least he didn't change his name to drink Gatorade No Sugar because True. we've True. had other people do stuff like that on this podcast. True. And so at least he kept drink water. 
Um, That's true. Who would you go as? It was as? a nickname he was given in college because he was like a loser who didn't drink. <laughs> right. Or he <laughs> would have go, one oh, beer and be like, I need water. water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to drink waters. <laughs> I wish I was Old Bay. I wish I was Old Bay Landis. I would be so much more successful if my name was Old Bay because my parents ate seafood when they were, you know, when my mom was pregnant with me. I mean, Old Bay is kind of cool. Old Bay, yeah. OB Landis, Old Bay. What's up, Old yeah. Bay? That's Not a, much, oh, keeping man. it spicy. Yeah. That is tough to think of. A, I mean, like, Old Bay is perfect because it's not... I'm a Baltimore boy. They're boy. not overtly known for something horrible, for doing awful things. It's literally you know? that close to me at all it's, times. Wow. All right, Jenny, oh, we got to think of a name for you. Well, good you product name. What's your corporate product name, Jenny? Um, My corporate product name would be... um. It would be Jenny um, oh, Trader I, Joe's quinoa tortilla. <laughs> that's great. Jenny. Old quinoa tortilla. Here she comes. That's I, good. I would be Jersey Kurtz. Jersey Kurtz. Yeah. But that's Ooh. a good name. Yeah. You Jersey could be Kurtz Jersey Brown. Kurtz. Man. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's cool. That's like, I think, the one corporation that I'm just like, I like everything they do. I'm 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 willing to get I like behind every that sandwich one. on the menu. <laughs> it was my first job. I'm willing to get behind that company. Jersey Mike's, can you please be an advertiser? <laughs> it's crazy please. that they're not. We we it's talk insane. about them more than any other brand. I took What's another that? podcast to Jersey Mike's. I'm doing free advertising for them at all times. What's the other one that? Uh, oh, what's the other? Jimmy John's. I'm a, sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna rep Jimmy John's on this. Okay, that's okay? fine. Because they got sprouts in their in their turkey sandwiches. <laughs> they got sprouts. I've never they been to a Jimmy John's. Sprouts changes the whole profile of a sandwich. If you had had that in your turkey sandwich, you would not have had nightmares because those sprouts would have <laughs> fought off the cheese. <laughs> yeah. Right. You put sprouts on it. All of a sudden, in your mind, you're like, well, now it's a salad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm very healthy. I have four teeny tiny strands of sprouts. <laughs> yeah, I've never been. And what about the rise and fall Quiznos? Quiznos came in hot, was hot. everywhere, and now it, it is nowhere. difficult to find one. Quiznos really has hard. now joined it's Qdoba. Like Boston Market. Oh, yeah. Boston Market was big in Maryland when I was... I worked at Toys R Us near Christmases building bikes. They would get so far behind on bike orders, they would pay us uh, either like 10 or $15 a bike. And so you could build, if you're a good mechanic, like five an hour. I'm 13 or 14 years old, just cranking mm-hmm. out bikes, making like hundreds of dollars. It was so fun. But because Toys R Us was a big corporation, we had to take breaks, like 15-minute, half-hour yeah. and lunch breaks. And the only business nearby was a Boston Market. So there I am yeah. at like 14, just sitting there eating a rotisserie chicken by myself for an hour because they were like, you have to leave. Like I hadn't even hit puberty yet. I'm like five foot four, and I'm like, what? And they're like, go across the street. I'm like, can I have a side of buttery corn? And then go back over and just wrench a bunch of bikes for four more hours. It was the best. I just uh, had the thought that uh, that year, that Christmas, so many children got hurt on bikes that I just fell apart. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> a bunch oh, of yeah. children were building them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Toys R Us didn't exactly weld all their frames either. You'd get these bikes and they were just like pinched together. And you're like, good luck, little Timmy. Uh, all right, oh, Scotty. Man. Send us home, pal. Oh, yeah. This one's from Zoe Rain 94 Thank you, Zoe Rain 94 Wow. 
if you were born in 94, that's incredible. Uh, this was on they CNN. Exist. They exist. <laughs> um, <laughs> CNN. I've heard of that website. Uh, Zoe. So Zoe and Zoe. Zoe Satile. Or Satile. Yeah. Zoe Love Satile, it. who is the best in the biz when it comes to writing about New Mexico. New Mexico Game and Fish is now hiring professional bear huggers. Hmm? Oh, no. Hmm? Bear lovers. Uh-huh. Rejoice. The New Mexico Department of Game and Fish is hiring professional bear huggers. The department posted an adorable job listing on Facebook on Monday featuring precious snaps of conser- conservation officers cuddling baby bears. Unfortunately, a love of bears is not the only qualification you'll need to become a conservation officer. The job listing with the formal title uh, formal title of... Uh, what? That's worded very strangely you need a bachelor's degree in biological sciences political science policy science uh or law enforcement natural resources <laughs> ecology or related fields so everybody can come and hug a bear wait so you either have to be a scientist or a police officer <laughs> yes and then you get the job and also oh uh, in the small print it says there is no bear hugging allowed yes <laughs> Bear dead. Uh, <laughs> interested applicants must have the ability to hike in strenuous conditions, have the courage to crawl into bear dens, and have the trust in your coworkers to keep you safe during the process, wrote the department. These, uh, the photos are from a research project in northern New Mexico. According to a Facebook post, they added they do not recommend crawling into bear dens. <laughs> they introduced the idea. <laughs> this is the Streisand effect. Nobody was thinking about this Nobody until this was. post on Facebook. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you can get paid crawling into bear dens? <laughs> you want to hug a cute little baby bear? <laughs> all of our bears were handled safely under supervision. Not all law enforcement field work is glamorous, but we would love to have you join the team where you can uh, have the experience of a lifetime out of the department. Applications for the next class of conservation officer, officer trainees, is now open. So I bet that, you know, we have some bananas in New Mexico. Go conserve nature. We can support that. This is what, this is as soon as I retire. This is what I'm going to do. But what if you have to put the bears down? You You hug them and you form a relationship and they're like, take that bear out. Take that, and then you're like, what? <laughs> what? what? You're that. a conservation officer. What did you think yeah. the officer part was? You were like, you kill the bear. This is the not glamorous part. <laughs> um, the job includes more than just bear hugging, shockingly. According to the job listing, each conservation officer is responsible for enforcing the game and fish laws, including educating the public about wildlife, wildlife management, wildlife surveys, and capturing problem animals. That sounds exciting. Um, <laughs> well, we've all seen Cocaine Bear, so I think we understand. Mm-hmm. Things can go sideways, even though yep. that bear just eat cocaine and die like within a day yes. or something. He okay. died within like a couple hours. I bet he did. That's a they lot just found him dead next to the people? cocaine. No, no, he just ate the cocaine and died. This is a very sad story. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. I think, wait, did you guys have it on your Instagram that the bear... Um, you can they taxidermied the cocaine bear? We no. may have posted that a long time ago, but not recently, no. Okay. No, I don't And it can do weddings. 
<laughs> well, that's fucked. Now that is fucked. No, We've no, no. They taxidermied a llama. They taxidermied a llama, like a helping llama in Portland, and now it can do weddings. I remember that one. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, remember good. that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Zoom donkeys and all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. We always like to send people home with fun facts. Fun facts. Maybe we've never done that, actually. Black bears <laughs> are New Mexico's state animal. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Estimates place the population around 6,000 black bears. And that's according to a publication from the New Mexico Department of Game and Fish. All right. Okay. Can't trust them. Can't. <laughs> they do the old bait and switch, but isn't Facebook all about bait and switch? <laughs> that the whole thing is, look at this. It's not real. It's not real. Jenny, yep. what is your retirement job? Like, you stop doing comedy. What do you do? Like, what's your old lady job? Oh, it's it's antiques. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yes. For sure. I'm going to be buying and selling antiques. My dream is to own an 18th century home somewhere. Cool. I'm going to dress in the appropriate fashions of the time. <laughs> oh. And I'm going to yell at people. Yeah. I love this. Just a little Grey Gardens, but with more anger, right? Yeah, yeah. more anger, more historical accuracy, okay? <laughs> I'm not fucking around with yeah. no pantyhose on my head, okay? <laughs> no. It's bonnets, bitch. Bonnets. <laughs> I'll bonnets wear a bonnet. I'll come yeah. over to your house and wear a bonnet every time. You just leave it you know, by the it's door. It's required. Yeah, yeah. They you just would, hang, look, on the, hang on a little hook. You would have to actually shave your head because of all the lice, obviously. Right. Like, obviously. I'm not having lice in my house. Thank you. And I'll give you a wig that you can wear. And then we'll put some lead powder on your face so that it <laughs> reflects light when it's dark so I can see your face. So it's I'm really, it's really Landis. Yes. <laughs> And then we'll shit into uh, uh, just a hole chamber pot. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's like is is Jenny just really into it, or does she have crazy lead poisoning for all the accuracy? That's pretty damn good. What's Kurt, what's your uh, what's your job, Scotty? Oh man, old guy Scotty. Didn't I thought we talked about this on a podcast recently? I cannot recall, but I would be very fine being a greeter at any big box chain store if those even exist. I think I would be great at being like just saying hey to people, giving them quick nicknames, telling them they're doing great, love you know, just opening the automatic doors for our robot overlords. I think yeah. would be your old guy at McDonald's. Yeah. yeah, I'd happily Drinking be that guy. Drinking small coffee, just all you know day. What, you know what I have for you? Your island bar, island mm. bar owner, but a guy mm. who never works. You're always just out front of the island bar, and you just drink in. People think you're just a local guy who just drinks a lot, and instead they're like, "No, he owns this place," and you're always just yeah, like making people feel friend. You know, that would welcome. be great. The reverse, I would also really like to drive one of those tractors at golf driving ranges that scoops up all the balls with the cage around it. And I would like to harass people. I would like to tell them they were terrible at golf and they're horrible and their (laughs) dreams are never going to come true. So they just aim at me the whole time. That would be a great job. Have an open beer in my hand and be like, you suck. (laughs) Great. How about you, Curdy B? It's yeah. It's either park ranger or uh, a train conductor. Yeah, like working God, on a train. You'd be a good ranger, though. You'd be such a good. I ranger. would be a great really? ranger. I might aunt, look if things continue going the way they go. I'm gonna quote unquote retire in a couple sure. of years because I don't have any work, <laughs> and then I'll just do that anyway. So 
<laughs> and then I'll God. come back when I'm 60 with a story about it, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be, be a great You'll ranger. be the Dave Chappelle of the next 20 years. <laughs> come back with, with all your sage advice from the wilderness. Yeah, here he comes with the whitest story ever told. <laughs> <laughs> I retired and worked bears. in Utah at the National Park Service. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Jenny, for being on. You were Thanks wonderful. Thanks for having me. Where can they find you? You want to plug you any can... social meds? Oh, yeah. Jenny Zagrino on Instagram and Twitter. TikTok is Jenny Zagrino Comedy. Um, my special Gen Z is out on YouTube uh, through Comedy Central. Um, when is this coming out? Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks? Oh, I'm off the road. Anyways, if you saw me, I hope you had a nice time on the road. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm taking I'm taking April off, baby. I'm going to stay in LA. Enjoy so come it. to my house. Hopefully Sounds it fun to me. Raining. I want to talk about that show. I'm going to come over and talk to you about an Antiques Roadshow show. I, I, think think look, I think we can sell that show. Might be in the same neighborhood. Ooh, let's I'm not dox ourselves. That would be bananas where, where you get bananas at the farmer's market mm, farmer's market landis good name <laughs> is, i do like that ten dollar eggs green hello <laughs> <laughs> Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.